Welcome to an NL full-time special. I'm Lee Edwards, and we are going to look at the midweek this week because even though there weren't that many games, it was quite a significant midweek. I was at the National League North game between Curzon Ashton and AFC Fylde. Would there be a significant shift in the title race? Rob was at Dulwich versus Concord, and we're also going to review all the other games in the National League South, a lot with relegation riding on it. And we've also got three games in the National League, which we're going to look at now with Rob. Three games in the National League on Tuesday evening, and Woking spurned a huge opportunity to take control in the race for third place as they went down 1-0 at home to FC Halifax Town. Rob Harker's first half goal was the difference between the two sides. Just the one blemish on the evening for Halifax as Manny uh, Dizarouvoy came on and promptly got sent off again. So a red card for him means he'll miss the last game and quite possibly miss the FA Trophy final as well. Boreham Wood, who probably just needed a point from either of their last two games, have failed at the first hurdle as they lost 2-0 at home to Gateshead who uh, continued their recent fine form with a brace from Adam Campbell. And in the other game, Wildstone, who uh, hadn't really won for six or seven games until recently, got themselves a 3-0 win at home to Solihull Moors. Clayden, Obiero uh, amongst the scorers there. We're going to look at the National League South in more depth very shortly, but Rob took a trip out and went to Champion Hill to see Dulwich Hamlet against Concord Rangers. Well, some four years after my first visit to Champion Hill, which wasn't too long after uh, Dulwich Hamlet had secured the stadium for the foreseeable future, um, I'm returning again. It's midweek, the shots haven't got a game, and... uh, different kind of game to the one I saw before this one is an end of season relegation scrap Dulwich Hamlet probably the more likely side to be safe at home to Concord Rangers who are trying to do the impossible at the minute um, cast adrift but with so many games in hand they uh, have managed to win somehow the last three they play tonight Thursday and Saturday and they're giving themselves a fighting chance of staying up in the National League South but Dulwich and uh, their new-ish manager, Hakan Hayretin, will be determined to get three points at Champion Hill tonight. Um, and that would give Dulwich uh, a big leap towards safety. OK, so I'm joined in the bar here at Dulwich Hamlet by Alex Mayhew, who's a season ticket holder. And Alex, this story really fascinates me and, and I can't quite understand from afar why with sort of 3,000 plus crowds, Dulwich aren't really competing up the, the top end of the National League South each year, why they've not made the playoffs. Obviously this year, change of long-term manager as well and a bit of a relegation struggle, but just, just give us your take on it and, and, and perhaps some of the constraints that are stopping Dulwich from progressing. Yeah, so I think there's a few things, some of which are external and some which some of which are internal. First of all, I think the team was struggling under their, their management for a, for a little while, um, and I'm not sure that I would be speaking out of turn if I said that there were a couple of poor decisions in terms of recruitment, um, particularly the interim manager who seemed like a, a great guy and went on a winning streak, but 
I mean, I don't know if you saw, we were also, I think we had the worst record in the top six leagues in England for a period of time. Uh, and so all of that's internal, but we're also facing, at certain points in Dulwich's history, existential threats from the, from the outside world, particularly developers who've, who've left the people who run the club in, in a, pretty much in limbo with one-year contract to one-year contract on, on our current stadium. Um, and also a stadium, frankly, that, that's not necessarily fit for purpose anymore. Um, the crowds that come to Dulwich need, need, a, need a bigger stadium. And if we're ever to move up through the leagues, we need one on, on a practical basis because it, it wouldn't be up to standard. And I think that that probably makes it very hard to run a club in as proactive a manner as they maybe want because they're, they're constantly struggling to survive. Um, and I think the other thing from outsiders' perspective is Dulwich have these huge, these, well, in relative terms, huge audiences. So people think we're rich, but we're not. Um, so, I mean, Oxford City, who have, I think, an average attendance of 350 or something along that line, have more money to spend on players than Dulwich do. Um, so I think all of the above have created a situation in which we, we have some of the largest attendances in non-league football, but equally, we don't have the biggest budget in non-league football and we have a lot of other problems to, to tackle along the way. Yeah, that's brilliantly articulated. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, quite often over the 3,000, but if it goes over 3,300, 3, so is the capacity. And, and on those bigger games where it fills out, two or 300 get locked out and nobody wants to lose that additional support, do they? No, not at all. And especially because Dulwich relies on the income streams that come with those match days on gate receipts, but also on alcohol sales and on food sales and all of the businesses that come from the local area to, to sell their wares on, on match days. That, that's, that's a lot of money lost. Um, so the new stadium that hopefully is going to be built in the, in the, in the local area just behind where we are now that will offer the opportunity to supplement income streams in a way that I think will only be good for the club. Um, and also it's great for the people who, who otherwise don't get in. Um, I mean, the first, not the first time, but one of the times I bought a season ticket just after COVID, I'd had one before, uh, was in part because I saw the huge queue outside. And I was like, well, no, I, I can't be risking not getting in when I want to come. So my season ticket is uh, an investment in the club, but also a, a practical way to avoid getting stuck in a queue outside. And a word on the current situation this still a threat of relegation obviously you can go a long way tonight to putting that to, to bed but um, do you think they'll be alright under Hakan? I think so you only have to look at our home form since he's come in uh, it was it, was, it wasn't a uh, particularly nice time to be a Dulwich supporter we I think I saw us win twice I missed the winning streak in, in late uh, 2022 um, I think I saw us win twice between September and February which was a similar experience at the end of last season, but luckily we were safe because we'd done so well in the early part. And we looked more secure. We've done, we brought in a few really good short-term loans uh, who really, really helped the team, particularly defensively. And I think we looked like we can break teams down as well. Actually, if you look at our goals scored, uh, it compares pretty favourably with teams quite a lot higher up the league table. It was really our leaky defence that was the main issue. So I'm hopeful. Uh, today's really the thing that will decide it, and I can't come on Saturday, so I'm hoping it's all it's all decided today. Joined just after the game by George Porter. Frustration, I guess, for both sides, really, that they couldn't find the win. Uh, maybe it suits Dulwich a little bit more, but you had a a couple of golden opportunities and a couple of good penalty shouts as well. How are you feeling after that? 
overall reaction is probably two points dropped. I mean, just because of us being at home, uh, home advantage has been very good lately. We've been unbeaten in quite a few games here, so we, we would look at that as you know points that we haven't picked up there today. Obviously, we're in a position where we're in a better position than Concord and the other teams below us, but it, it would feel like two points dropped today. Yeah. Huge opportunity, five minutes from time. Mills tried to slot you in for what could have almost been an open goal, but there was a last-ditch tackle that came out of nowhere. Uh, and as frustrating as it is, sometimes you've got to give the credit for that defender. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, Mills has done well, shutting the guy down. He's, he's hit an underpass to his keeper. Um, I've just tried to get up with play. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't even see him. And uh, he's made a great tackle. And then even the tackle just went past the post. So, um, that, yeah, I was a bit gutted, really, to uh, not put that in the back of the net. And that, that, could have, that, could have, that could have set us on our way to a win. Is it more frustrating for you personally not to get the job done tonight because you can't take part on Saturday, can you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I let myself down on Saturday. Moment of madness, a bit stupid on my part. But I'd, oh, I thought we could. We, it was in our hands tonight, you know. If we win, you know, it's just sort of almost almost done type thing and mm. I just think it's an opportunity missed and yeah I won't be involved Saturday I'll be gutted about that uh, I had a target to hit 15 goals this year I'm on 14 I can't I can't better that now so I'm, mm. I'm, I mean the, the guys will give it their all Saturday I mean they have to now it's a massive game massive biggest game since they've been promoted this club so mm. yeah they'll be, they'll be giving it their all huge Chesson have gone down tonight Weymouth have managed to find a win and I guess what you need to do on Saturday as a team will depend on how Concord get on as well on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing a lot of games lately, but I, I, I personally think playing more games is better. You know, they, they, it's, you're in the groove a bit, you're playing more games. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those bits. It's, Saturday's going to be huge. There'll be a sellout crowd here. There always is. It's great down here. The supporters are great. Uh, they're clapping us off at the end there, but um, it will be a big one Saturday, yeah. Great to catch up with uh, Mo better after the game as well. Mo, a bit of a frustrating time for you personally. You've been troubled by uh, a niggling uh, injury. You got on for a little while tonight, but uh, for Concord and yourself, it's frustration, isn't it? Um, four wins on the trot, or sorry, three wins on the trot, uh, and a big opportunity at Dulwich goes by, but it's still a point. Yeah, um, I think if you saw, saw us two weeks ago, I think a lot of t uh, a lot of people throw us off. Um, I think the boys have done really well to, you know, get a few wins on the uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks where we've um, now managed to put ourselves in a situation where we still have a chance. Um, I think today was always going to be a tight affair between you know two teams that are near enough next to each other. Um, not a lot of points difference, and um, we go into we still got another game of Thursday and for, uh, and Saturday, so we still got two more games, and um, it's just now about you know it's not really about how technically good it is about how, who wants it the, mo the most and I think that's what it's going to come down to Most likely you're going to need to win both of those yeah. games aren't you now I think you're four points behind Dulwich as it stands Chesson have gone down tonight Weymouth have managed to find a win but uh, it's, it's really I guess Dulwich are your target you couldn't pass them tonight or rather you couldn't sort of reach up to them tonight but uh, there's still plenty to play for isn't there? Oh 100% as I said like it's only two weeks ago everybody wrote us off so um I think we've, to give ourselves a chance in it is is a big thing, and you know I think uh, the management team and the boys have you know shown character the last few weeks uh, to get back into a situation where we still have a chance to get out. Um, as I said today, obviously 
was kind of like we needed the three points and I think um, it was never going to be you know a big scoreline against one one or the other it was uh, always going to be a tight affair let's give some credit to someone here you and I know him as a centre forward Lewis Manor he, he uh, put uh, all the shot to the sword last year didn't he in the FA Cup for Bowers and Bowers and Pitsy um, and uh, Rob Smalls brought him here and he actually was lethal in front of goal tonight, five minutes from time, but in front of his own goal. Yeah. A brilliant late tackle on George Porter, who must have thought he was about to tap the ball into the empty net. I think everybody in the football pit, on the, in the stadium, um, thought he was going to go in. But um, no, fair place, Lewis has been injured uh, when I came in, and uh, to be fair, he's been back, uh, and right now he's actually currently keeping me out of the team. So, no, fair play. Look, I, I always say to myself, um, you know. He's got the, he's got a shirt in his hand in the moment, and um, he's been he's, he's done really well. It was only a couple of weeks ago against Welling, where he got moved to centre half, and I was thinking, what? Um, Rob's um, knows that he's capable of playing that role, and um, I think with something when you have when you're playing against Danny Mills, who's quite good in the air, you need somebody probably just to match him up. And I think Lewis did a great job today, and as he said, he's 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 probably given us a point today as well. You know, it was that last ditch tackle um, in the other end. So I think we have to move now Thursday, where you know our full concentration will be going on to get in the win and uh, giving ourselves a, a, you know, an opportunity for the last day of the season on just, Saturday. Just remind me where the game, who the game's against on uh, so, Thursday. So uh, Thursday we have Haven at home and mm. then we've got Eastbourne Borough away I think on Saturday. So I mean look it's all to play for. I think if we show the character that we've been doing and showing the heart that the boys have um, I think we've got a good chance and yeah we're looking forward to it. I think that's the best thing to do just look forward to it and just enjoy it because I think that's when we get the best out of ourselves. Elsewhere in the National League South, Chessant's first season at this level has ended in relegation as they lost 2-0 at home to Worthing, who strengthened their position within the playoffs. Weymouth won 3-1 at Taunton, so they keep their hopes of survival alive. Farnborough, who had a very slim chance of still making the playoffs prior to Tuesday evening, sadly won't make them. Uh, because they, despite taking the lead at home to Tunbridge Angels, that result, that scoreline was turned around in the second half and Tunbridge it is that take all three points. As do Welling, who continued their recent fine form with a 3-0 win at home to Hampton and Richmond. There was just one game in the National League North and it was in a very important game as well. Curzon Ashton against Fylde. A win for Curzon meant they could actually go into the playoff places. A win for Fylde meant that they would go back top. Ahead of Saturday, they would be in pole position if they could win the game. If they couldn't, then Kingsling would remain top going into Saturday's games. However, Fylde came flying out of the blocks. They took the lead in the first minute. Nick Horton, that man again, he fired in from the edge of the area. That's his fifth goal in just two games. And then just two minutes later, Luke Conlon, similar sort of goal, ball on the edge of the area, curled it from in to out, and that made it 2-0 after just three minutes. And that's the way it stayed. Fowler were very professional throughout, and they saw the job through to go back top of the division. And after the game, I caught up with Fowler's manager, Adam Murray. Adam, a win here at Curzon, and you're back top on one game left now. Yeah, it was obviously a big win tonight, really good performance. Um... Really proud of the players tonight with the, the, the pressure and the tension of the game. I thought we was outstanding. We managed the game well. When we, we got put under pressure, we, we coped with it well. Uh, and obviously a fantastic start, but 
Um, nothing's won yet. We, we focus straight away now on Saturday, and, and uh, we need to go there and do a job. Yeah, perfect start for you, wasn't it? Three minutes, and you were two 0 up. Yeah, we, we we spoke about it over the last couple of weeks that going into these final games, we, we we have to attack. It's our way of playing. We don't know any other way. If we if we try and come away from our our principles and our philosophy, we, we become an average team. So um, the boys were fired up today, and, and they have been for the last couple of weeks. And um, I had a feeling I'd get that performance out of them today, and I thought they were outstanding. Yeah, and like you said, he managed the game really well as well. Second half, didn't he? Yeah, and I think when when we said before the game, big games that they need big players and they need big players to step up and and grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And I thought we did that today. Obviously, Curzon, I'm a really big fan of their their team and their coach, and they put us under some pressure. I think they had had nothing to lose at the end, so they had four or five people. Um, Four or, five, four or five big centre forwards on um, and we had to deal with the pressure at the end but we coped with it well and um, yeah like I say we move on to the next one It's been quite a journey for you hasn't it you've been over in Turkey you've experienced it over there now you're back here and, and you could have a promotion on your CV by the end of Saturday Yeah it's been um, it's been a busy time I'll be honest with you it's been um a good few years for me. The last six, seven, eight years have been brilliant, working at a great level, getting a lot of experiences. Um, I just felt that when I came back into England that it was time to have a, a go on my own again. And so far, it's it's gone well. Um, but like I say, it's it's not complete yet. Yeah, like you say, on to Bradford Park. I mean, you're already relegated. Kingsland have got Curzon. Um, obviously, we're going to expect expect there to go and win, won't you? But it's will there be any nerves? Do you think? Yeah, of course. I think our, our, we, we can't we can't trust anything um, that's not in our hands. So we have to make sure that we do our job. It'll be a tough game there, away from home on a, a 4G surface. So all these factors come in, and then obviously the, the biggest things is we're dealing with human things. So all emotions, pressure, tension, everything comes in. But we've said for a few weeks now we just have to play our game, stay calm, play free. We, we've said from day one we don't care about mistakes, we take risks um, and we need to continue doing that. Will it be difficult to block out the noise, do you think? Um, I don't think so. We, we've been quite fortunate that for a while now we've been in a position where we've had to win games. Um, our aim was to win the league, so when you've got them expectations, you go into every game feeling like you need to win it. So this isn't something new for this group of players. It's not like we've um, we've got to this point and it's the only time we've felt like we had to win games. We've had some big games this season that the pressure's been on us to win them um, and we've done it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try and keep it as much as we can as any other game, but um, obviously it's a big one. So at that game, I was with Brian Flynn, who we know, of course, from Altrigham FC. He is the press officer there. So I thought, why not have a chat with him after the game about Altrigham's season as they approach the last game on Saturday when they take on Aldershot. Brian, as we head into the last uh, game of the season, Altrigham, it's been uh, an up-and-down season, hasn't it? But a, a productive one in the end. Yeah, I think it has been up-and-down um bottom of the table in the middle of September first nine games didn't produce a win so we had to wait until game 10 for a victory and if we don't win on Saturday against uh, Aldershot then it'll be seven games at the end of the season without a win however in between some terrific form and overall it's been a really good uh, season Um, transition to full-time football has been 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 difficult been a real uh, real challenge but there's been some great performances uh, this season and when you consider the players that have been uh, that have been lost 
in the middle part of the season and the rebuilding job that uh, Phil Parkinson and Neil Sorville have had to do. Um, yeah, I think everybody at Altrincham is very, very happy with uh, with the way things have gone. Yeah, high turnover of players, haven't you? You had a sort of solid base at the start of the season, but then Ryan Colcuff went, Chris Conclart went, Toby Malarkey's gone as well. Um, so you've had to replace those eventually, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I'd say going into into Christmas, the the front four that we had were as good as anything in the league, and I genuinely believe that at that, at that stage, um, Elliot Newby, um, Chris Chris Conclark, um, Ryan Colclough, um, really, really, really <laughs> good players, and to lose those was a was a was a, a massive a massive blow, but. In playing a different shape in the last few games because Phil Parkins had to move away from the 4-2-3-1 because we haven't really got any wingers yeah. at the moment. Um, it's still been a very, 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 very good season. We've scored a lot of goals. We've conceded too many, and that's clearly the the objective for next season is to is to tighten up at at the back. But there's lots and lots of promising signs for Altrium. For, uh, for, for next season, uh, I think we flirted with the playoffs this season. There was a there was a there was a few weeks where it looked as if we might be able to to push on and get there, but we've never never really been realistic contenders for the for the playoffs. Yeah, I suppose it's just about progressing now for next season, isn't it? It is. You know, there's there's some rebuilding to be to to be done. Um, a, a, a lot of wheeling and dealing for uh, for Phil Parkinson and Neil Sorville to do in the in the summer. Um, because there clearly will be some quite a number of new players, and we've got a lot of loan players as well, so they'll be uh, they'll be going back. You you would expect, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the targets have been identified. Um, and whilst we'll never be one of the biggest uh, budgets in in the league, I think we've got we'll have enough to be competitive uh, next season. So that is it. My thanks to Rob for his contribution to this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at NL4 times the same on Instagram. And we'll be back over the weekend to review what happened on the final weekend of the regular season. (laughs) 